the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He lays out for them what they must do now to move from being just a seeker of Jesus to a true believer in Jesus. Uh, And just a spoiler alert here, what Jesus says to them offends the crowd and most of them are going to leave. They're not going to want to do what he's saying they need to do. They'll they'll show up for the entertainment, for the show, but they're not willing to commit themselves to Christ. They're not willing to go that far. If someone came to your town bringing a bold, life-transforming message and performing miracles, you'd probably at least want to go see him, right? That's how many of the people that showed up to see Jesus felt. But if that person asked you to give up your job and everyday routine and commit to follow them around the country, would you do it? As Pastor Dan will explain in today's message, being interested in Jesus and finding his teachings and works entertaining is not the same as being his follower. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. John chapter 6. We're also going to look at John chapter 20. Should be easy for you to find if you can find John chapter 6. So John chapter 6, beginning in verse 27. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. And then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger And he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. 
For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then complained about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, So he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead, he who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? Good question. And when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then, if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before, it is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe, And who would betray him? And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. And then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and one of you is a devil? And he spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. I want to I begin by turning over to John chapter 20. Uh, so go there. We, we've looked at John 20 a couple times in our study of the Gospel of John, but John tells us the reason that he wrote this Gospel. John chapter 20, verse 30, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, the things that John wrote in this book, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And so John, when he wrote this gospel, inspired by the Holy Spirit, of course, uh, he, he tailored the gospel to show us that Jesus is the Christ, meaning he's the Messiah that was promised in the Old Testament, and that he's the Son of God, which means that he's God incarnate. And so that, that's, that's uh, what he's trying to accomplish here with this gospel. And all of the, the miracles that are signs that are recorded in John's gospel, they're recorded for the purpose of pointing to the identity of Jesus to show us that he's the Christ and that he's God incarnate. And so now back in chapter 6, if you remember this story in John chapter 6, huge crowds are following Jesus at this point. Uh, And they're following following him everywhere. Uh, Remember at the beginning of John chapter 6, Jesus and his disciples got in a boat. They went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee And the crowd walked around the northern rim of the Sea of Galilee over to where Jesus went. They followed him over there. When he came back to Capernaum, they followed him back to Capernaum. So this huge crowd of thousands of people, they're they're like groupies. They're just following Jesus everywhere he goes. And they're following him because because of the show. Because of the entertainment. They're showing up because of the miracles to see what he does. Uh, they're, they're, they're showing up for the show, but they don't really want to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as the Christ and the Son of God. So they're following Jesus for, for the wrong reasons and not for the right reason. People follow Jesus for all kinds of different reasons. Uh, and sometimes people follow Jesus for the wrong reason. They don't have it right. And so what Jesus now does in in our passage today, this long passage, he's in the synagogue in Capernaum when he has this conversation with this crowd. And what he now does in this passage, knowing that they are not really believers, that they're just kind of seekers and followers, and they're just showing up for the show, what Jesus now does is he lays out for this crowd what is required of people to be a true believer in him. Uh, and, and he lays out for them what they must do now to move from being just a seeker of Jesus to a true believer in Jesus. Uh, and just a spoiler alert here, what Jesus says to them offends the crowd and most of them are going to leave. They're not going to want to do what he's saying they need to do. They'll, sh- they'll show up for the entertainment, for the show, but they're not willing to commit themselves to Christ. They're not willing to go that far. 
We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. So verse 35, just to pick it up kind of where we left off last week, uh, verse 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. And this is the first I am statement of Jesus in the Gospel of John. I am was the Old Testament name for God in the book of Exodus. You don't have to turn there, but if you're a note taker, Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, when God appeared to Moses in the burning bush and called Moses to return back to Egypt and lead the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt. Uh, Verse 13 says, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and said to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, Well, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So I am is that Old Testament name for God in the book of Exodus. And on several occasions, Jesus used this Old Testament name for God and applied it to himself, implying that he is the I am, that he is Jehovah God from the Old Testament. And he does that here saying, I am uh, the bread of life. Uh, He's going to make a total of seven I am statements in the Gospel of John. In chapter 8, verse 12, he says, I am the light of the world. In chapter 10, verse 7, he says, I am the door. Chapter 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Chapter 11, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Chapter 15, verse 1, I am the true vine. In chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And here he says, uh, I am the bread of life. And he will repeat this several times throughout this conversation. If you look down in verse 41, he says, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Uh, In verse 48, again, he says, I am the bread of life. Verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. From heaven. I mentioned last week that bread is the most common food in every culture, in every generation. Bread is the most common food that we, we eat. It's, it's the basic sustenance of, of a diet. It's the basic sustenance of physical life. Jesus says he's the bread of life. He is the basic sustenance of eternal life of everlasting life. And he satisfies the deepest hunger of every person. Look at verse 35 again. He says, He who comes to me 
shall never hunger. And he's talking about the hunger of the soul. He's talking about a spiritual hunger. He'll never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. Again, he's talking about the longing that is in everybody's heart. And, and, he, and here when he says uh, and uses the word never, this word never that he uses, it's a very strong, emphatic word. It's like Jesus says, he who comes to me will never, ever, ever hunger. And he who believes in me will never, ever, ever thirst. That's quite a promise. He promises here that he will satisfy the deepest longing of your soul and of your heart, and he will satisfy it permanently. Physical bread satisfies temporarily. Jesus tells us if you come to him and you believe in him and you put your faith in him and commit to him, that he satisfies your greatest desire, your greatest longing, your greatest hunger. But here we see with this crowd, they're not willing to believe in him. They're not, they're not willing to make that kind of commitment. They, they like showing up for the show, but they don't want to commit themselves to Christ, not in a meaningful way. So he says in verse 36, but I said to you that you have seen me and you do not believe. They, 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 don't, they don't believe. They're They're following Jesus. They're following Jesus everywhere he goes. But they don't really believe in Jesus. Which tells us it's possible to be someone who is a follower of Jesus. You know, someone who comes to church, someone who goes to Bible study, someone who serves the Lord. You can be a follower of Jesus but not really be a believer in Jesus. There's a distinction made here. You're not really uh, committed to Jesus Christ. Again, they're, they're just kind of fans of what he's doing. They're spectators. And a person can just be a fan of Jesus or a fan of church or, or a fan of of. you know, Christian culture, whatever it is, and not really be committed to Christ, not be a committed believer. And and because uh, this crowd, they're not really believers, they still thirst, they still hunger, they haven't experienced the, the satisfaction and fulfillment that Jesus offers, they're still empty. And again, you can have a person They faithfully come to church. They go to Bible study. They're involved in all of that stuff. But they're still in their hearts. They're still just kind of fans of it. They're not really committed to Christ. And they still have that hunger. They still have that emptiness. There's still that part of them that's just dissatisfied with the way things are going for them. And I think even more importantly than that, uh, because they are not true believers, committed to believers Believers to Christ, they do not have eternal life, which this is a big, a big point that Jesus makes throughout this passage and this conversation that a, a genuine believer has eternal life. The, the seeker, the follower, the fan doesn't. You know, uh, in First John, again, you don't have to turn there, but First John chapter 5, verse 11 And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life as a gift. 
And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. That's pretty clear. And so here you have this group. And I, and I think it's a, uh, it's, it's a warning to us. And we have to ask ourselves, am I just a fan or am I a real believer in Christ? Have I really committed myself and my life to him? Am I really surrendered to him? Is he really my Lord, the Lord of my life? Or am I just kind of showing up because I like the show? Look at verse 37. It goes on here. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And I like this here. He's talking about the, the Father gives to the Son, and those that the Father gives to the Son come to the Son, and the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. The Bible teaches that salvation is a gift of God, that, uh, that the Father gives to the Son, and those that he gives come to the Son. If you look down in verse 44, Jesus said, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. So the Father draws us to Jesus Christ. Uh, We don't just decide on our own to become a believer. It's not like you just wake up one day and say, you know what, I think I want to be a Christian now. And I'm going to start seeking Jesus and following him. No, the God the Father begins to work in our lives and work in our circumstances. And the Father begins to draw us. Otherwise, we wouldn't come. And the Father initiates this relationship. The Father draws us. Uh, And so, you know, if you're here, you're a Christian. That's evidence that the Father has drawn you. If you're here in church today, just the fact that you showed up at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning when you could be at home in bed, the Father is drawing you. The Lord is working in your life to bring you here. At the same time, uh, the Scriptures affirm our responsibility. You know, there, there's the, the Father draws us, but then there's our responsibility. We have to come. We have to repent of our sins. We have to uh, put our faith in Jesus Christ. And so the Father draws, and we come. And, and both are true. Both we, we see both in the Scriptures. There's both God doing the drawing and us doing the responding and, and coming. And in verse 37, Jesus says, whoever comes to to me, that he will by no means cast out. I love this verse. It tells us that Jesus will never reject someone who comes to him. That's good news. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how bad it is. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it for. If you come to Jesus, he doesn't reject you. He's not going to say, whoa, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even know what to do with that. It doesn't matter. If you come to him, he receives you. He doesn't, he doesn't reject you. And he will forgive you of all of your sins. And he will give you eternal life. The only person he will reject is the person who doesn't come to him and receive that eternal life. But anyone who comes to him with whatever baggage they may have, he will forgive them. And he will give them eternal life. Verse 38 says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. He asked me how I know, and I 
If you missed any part of today's message or would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings from 1 John, you can do so right now at calvaryec.com. Just click on media. In fact, there's an entire library of Pastor Dan's messages that you're welcome to listen to and even share with friends and family. Would you do us a favor? Would you join us in praying for the ministry of Ring of Truth? Please pray for Pastor Dan and everyone involved in this program that we would continue to listen and respond to what our Heavenly Father has to say. Pray too for your brothers and sisters in Christ listening along with you that they would be protected from the enemy and that the truth and blessing of Scripture would fuel their passion for following the Lord. Thank you for taking the time to pray. Though our time with you is at an end for today, we'd like to encourage you not to shut your Bible just yet. Continue reading in the book of 1 John, or take some time to explore any of the other 65 books in God's Word. Each one reveals new aspects of your relationship with your Creator and will open your eyes to His purpose and plans for this world and for you. We pray you are blessed richly as you continue an extended time of learning from Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today, and join us next time for another edition of Ring of Truth. It's true.